Welcome. This is 10,000 Crappy Photos, a podcast about photography and the things you learn along the way. Hello. Welcome back. It's Pauline. I'm with you again to talk about some crappy photos. Actually, today I want to talk about a photo I didn't take. It, it might be one of the cutest photos of my dog that I never took. It's kind of a fun story. So sit back, relax, and I'll talk about not taking photos. And then a little second part about not taking photos, but doing something else about practicing photography. So as on so many weekend days, um, my partner and I and the dog were out for a day trip. And we went to a place that we don't go to very often. It's a place that doesn't have a lot of water. It's kind of dry area. Uh, it's another, <laughs> that's a whole nother story, but it's this fascinating story of uh, karst geology and how there aren't very many, uh, there aren't too many streams and things like you usually see um, here in Switzerland. So when it's warm, you, you kind of feel that difference. You want to make sure, like we did that day, that you're carrying a lot of water so you don't get too thirsty. Anyway, our dog, who is theoretically a real water dog, a water rat, as they say here in German, <laughs> um, he really does love the water, although he doesn't swim. He, he likes to just go sit down in the water and cool off. We call it aqua lounging. He didn't get too many opportunities to do that uh, while we were walking up in these these higher hills. Uh, but then we came down to the flatlands, uh, and there were some ponds down there that we were walking by. Uh, we were actually aiming eventually towards a canal so we could take a boat ride. It was really a fun day out, <laughs> from up high to the dry hiking to down below um, with the... Uh, canal and the boat ride anyway in between there were these ponds and we were doing our best to not let the dog get into them and it wasn't because well here's the thing they looked kind of yucky although we knew the water was clean uh, <laughs> the water had this like covering of uh, vegetation and on one hand, well, maybe he would have gotten a little bit slimy. On the other hand, it was a, a natural reserve. So we knew he's not really, he's not supposed to go in the water. He's even supposed to be on a leash, even though he was free. And we thought, oh, well, we can keep him under control. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, so the first time he had a chance to go near the water, we did. We could call him back and he came away. Such a good dog. <laughs> so we're walking along and um, just looking forward to getting to the canal where we can take a boat. And all of a sudden, little Milu disappears in the bushes. So this had happened about, um, I don't know, um, half a dozen times before probably but we still got to call him out and this time uh, we were too slow and so I said okay whatever and I'm just ex we just waited we capitulated <laughs> said okay we won't fight this battle 
let him go in the water and just wait for him to come back all wet. Um, assuming that's what he would do, he just kind of walked along. And then all of a sudden we heard this little bark. Just one single bark. It didn't really sound like a bark he usually makes. He, 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 he barks when he's really, really excited, when he wants to play with other dogs, when he, when he meets somebody that he's crazy about. But this just like one little bark is like, oh, that's a little unusual. So I went in to see, to see what was up. And what did I see? But the cutest scene. And I felt, oh, I felt so ambivalent because there's my dog apparently unable to get out of the water. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is a dog that I don't really know if he could swim if he had to. <laughs> but he had his paws up. It was apparently. Uh, he was holding himself on the side of this pond that had um, a very steep edge. So he couldn't just jump out of it. And I suspect <laughs> that when he went in, there was this covering of, of plants. I think they're called duckweed. I'm, I'm not sure because I don't know them in English, but um, uh, it, it kind of covers the, the water and really sits on the top. They call them um, water lintels in German. <laughs> And that's actually what they look like, these little green round plants. And they just sit on the top, little leaves. Uh, so I assume it's duckweed uh, as I looked it up. But um, it looks like he didn't, he wasn't able to judge how deep it was. And he was just so ready to cool off in the water. He just went in, <laughs> probably dipped under and then came out and went, what the help? So here's the picture. <laughs> um, I'm looking at him thinking, oh my goodness, should I be worried? Is, is he okay? You know, I couldn't see him from, um, from, I couldn't see his back half. I don't know, does the dog have a waist from the waist down? He's like standing or leaning up with his front paws on the edge of the water, like, uh, and the back I couldn't see. And, and not only was the edge where the water was steep, but it was like steep, it was like a little, um, it was a little bit of a slope down to the water. So I couldn't just like go there and lift him out. It was kind of complicated. <laughs> but I looked at him and he's all wet and he has this green thing on his head, like right over his muzzle. It was just, it's really adorable. <laughs> but I felt so bad for him. I had my camera out, of course. I also, I even had my phone. But I decided in that split second, well, maybe I should get him out before I take advantage of the situation and say, oh, uh, just stay there a few more seconds and I'll take your picture. No, I put my camera aside and I pulled him out. We created actually a scene that was also very, I'm sure, very photo worthy. In the end, uh, we managed to get him out by taking a long leash that we had with it. My, I, I ran, my partner held me back with it because I couldn't just lean over. She, I put it around my waist and she held me back and I was able to lean over enough to get in and kind of hold him under his front legs. And, and then eventually with enough, um, 
strength and and him deciding okay I can try to jump out now he like kind of ran through me and, and was able to come up but I'm thinking of that scene <laughs> in my mind the image is also that must have been pretty comical one of us with the leash around the other two humans and this dog scrambling out of the pond anyway we got him out he was fine rescue successful <laughs> <laughs> so there's actually two pictures that I didn't take. One I was completely incapable of taking because I was in the scene. Uh, and the other one I decided, mm, nah, I won't take his picture. I'll concentrate on getting him out of the water. So we're all happy, healthy, heading towards the boat and kind of laughing about it. Because, I mean, he looked so he looked so funny and so sweet at the same time. So we're talking about it, and my partner says to me, you know, for a second, I considered taking his picture when I saw him there with that green thing on his muzzle. <laughs> and I thought, are you kidding, really? Oh, and that's another one of those many moments. Do you have those moments you think, oh, yes, this is the person for me. <laughs> we both had this fleeting thought, Oh, maybe we should take his picture. He looks so cute. I think there are those times sometimes when you think, should I act or should I take a photo? I used to listen to a podcast where one of the hosts would often ask that question. And I think, I guess it's the question that photojournalists might ask themselves. But I mean, that's so far from who I am that there's no question for me. If somebody needs help, then I'm going to I'm gonna help them. I'm not going to take a picture of them in, their, in distress, crying out loud. I can't even take a picture of my dog in distress. <laughs> so another thing about not taking photos that I've been thinking about recently has to do with street photography. I love street photography. I like Well, I guess it's because I like people watching. I can just sit at a cafe or somewhere on a street corner and just watch people and watch scenes and try to guess what people's stories are. Um, But I like taking photos too. I am a little bit shy about taking photos of people who would be recognizable in the photos then. Recently, I I came across these these, um, postcards of scenes street scenes but they weren't photographs they were drawings um and they really appealed to me because I think okay those are the kinds of things that I see as a photographer uh, but they would be drawn but they're drawn and so they're not like they're sketches urban sketching they call it so people are not recognizable as the people as as someone you know you might I don't think you would be able to say oh there's so and so sitting at the cafe there there really are kind of general people's forms you can see body language and things like that but you wouldn't be able to say you wouldn't be able to recognize a specific person anyway this this kind of this style of urban sketching is kind of like line drawings with watercolor as the background to fill it out and complete the scene give it a little shadow I really like this so I've decided to sign up for for a drawing course, and I'm thinking it might it might go both it might go both ways for me. I think maybe my photographer's eye 
will help me in in drawing. It's that kind of the 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 photographer's power of observation, and then the drawing. Uh, will be a way for me to maybe capture these street scenes um, in a way that I feel comfortable portraying people so that they're not recognizable. In a way, you can sit at a corner. I'm guessing that you can like sit at a corner with your sketchbook for a long time and not feel self-conscious, not feel intrusive. But if you sit at a corner with your camera, I don't know, after a while I start feeling a little bit like, People might think I'm being intrusive, certainly if I'm looking at one scene for a long time. So anyway, I, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm, I'm curious about how my skills as a photographer will help the drawing and how learning to draw will add to my ability to see light and shadows and scenes when I pick up my camera again after the drawing course. So I'll let you know how it goes. I'm really looking forward to it. If you go to learningbyshooting.com, I have sketched um, a pretty low quality <laughs> sketch of Milu stuck in the pond. The, the photo that I didn't take. It was pretty fun because, I mean, the image in my mind is, is just so amusing. It was kind of fun to try to sketch it out. Come on over to the, the website and take a look at, at my interpretation of it. I, I, it just doesn't do it justice. I think I think the image in my mind is is the lasting one, the one the keeper. <laughs> so this podcast was more about not taking pictures, but still about <laughs> the thoughts we have as photographers. And um, yeah, the laughs and giggles too. I'm practicing this week. I'm doing a daily photo with the wonderful group around Jenny Stein at the Family Photographer Podcast. Daily photos, even if it's only for a week at a time, I find are a great way to practice. And this is a really friendly group. I'll put a link to the to the Jenny's podcast. Um, it's my favorite photography podcast of the moment. I hope you're enjoying the fall colors. They've been fantabulous around these parts and it's just turning now with a little bit of rain so the leaves will be falling from the trees but right now it's just the tail end of beautiful beautiful autumn and on Sunday we change the clocks so the days won't be quite as long it might be the last weekend when I can take out my camera and really go for long days but then rainy days are cool I love what rain does with fall colors and reflections and puddles I love having fun with puddles. Ah, There's just so many things to do. So much fun you can have with your camera all year long. Hope you're having fun with your camera. I'll talk to you next time. Check out the website at learningbyshooting.com if you want to leave a comment or if you'd like to send an email, 10,000crappyphotos at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Don't go yet. Um, I just remembered. <laughs> uh, another uh, things that led me to urban sketching and, and thinking about drawing is um, Norm, a photographer I follow. 
on Flickr. And he's taking part in a special thing in October called Inktober. So I've been seeing his sketches and that uh, led me to the, the group called Inktober. It's really fun. It's nice to think about the combination of different art forms, sketching and photography and drawing, etc. And the other thing I wanted to let you know is the background music for this episode <laughs> is brought to you by my downstairs neighbor, a lovely eighth grader who's learning to play piano. Not bad, huh? <laughs>